truth. Akado goes to him and got him. Akado got up to win the Kosios game. Dialing handle the truth. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. What a day, what a day. Sydney had enough of lockdown. They said, that's it, we've had enough. We're gonna go out and have a party. And that's what happened at Royal Randwick yesterday. In the midst of a race meeting, there was a party going on, a coming out party. Finally, people got to do what they've wanted to do for the last, how many months? How many months have we been locked up? Uh, we've been privileged to be at the races for all that time. But there is nothing like a crowd. <laughs> there is nothing like a crowd. Well, how exciting was it? How exciting was it? Well, they say the, the race that stops the hibernation. <laughs> and that was no trouble. It, it did. That's right. People, let's let ourselves go. Yeah. Who cares? Let's do it. We're allowed. Yeah. And, um, and they, they really made the day. I don't know what the rules were yesterday. <laughs> No, but they, there were no rules. <laughs> it was slightly inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an incredible day. I, I it ex exceeded all my expectations. Yep. I couldn't believe, after what we'd seen over the last few weeks, that we were going to get back to that point. That I felt, I felt like there was a hundred thousand people there. I didn't feel like there was ten thousand people there. And I think that we've got to not only we go through the jockeys and and the horses and the trainers and the participants, but I think we've also got to congratulate the ATC. They did a really good job yesterday, and it created a wonderful atmosphere for everyone on course. And I thought it was it was a thoroughly enjoyable day, not only for the racing, but it was complemented by a wonderful electric crowd. Yeah, and the track played very good as well, considering what we're thinking we were going to yeah. get it on Friday. Yep. It was great. Uh, the, uh, it warmed up. It warmed up. The crowd, uh, they, didn't, they didn't arrive there for race one. They, they got there by about race four. I think we're at capacity by about race five. And we'll get to it later in the show. But the turning point of the day, when we realised that they are there to have a lot of fun, was for the Kosciuszko. Post-race Kosciuszko, when Tommy Berry took Art Cadeau down the straight yep. and that crowd went crazy. They did. And what a popular horse he is. Yes. There's no way in the world you would have called him running favourite in that race uh, a yeah. few weeks ago. But he's just so popular and Terry's done a great job with him and Tommy's had so much confidence in the horse and he, he did set the show. He, mm. he, he set the show up. He did set, set the show up. Tommy did uh, with that horse. 
I must say I found a new favourite spot and I stand in the middle of the the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm next door to the to the public where all the you know the crowd that was going crazy where you saw Tommy Berry take them up and I stand right next to there and then I stand sort of in in between the two areas and the the noise that they made when he came over the cheer when there was that tussle between two great country horses yep. and Tommy was able to lift up Cadeau over the line it was absolutely electric it was that was the scene was set but that was even even bigger than the Everest for me hearing that uh, those horses yeah. and and certainly hearing the, that crowd go absolutely crazy well, the, the official crowd was around 10,000. That's what they were allowed. But they made the, the sound of 40,000 or more. Uh, and thankfully, the, the roar before the race and at the start was back. Here it is, the Everest. In front of a COVID capacity crowd of 10,000. Last couple going in. And we're just about there. There's the light. Ready for the Tab Everest, stand by. The big roar of the crowd. Status set to let them go. What do you want, Jason, a tail? There was that much noise, I can't hear what's going on in the gates. Now they're back and they're off and racing in the Everest. Mask Crusader was last out. Wild Ruler and Nature Stripper jump well together with Eduardo. Home Affairs there just easing back a little bit. Libertini as well. Lost and running on the improve. Getting past Guitra. Embracer taken back. They're followed by Trekking. The Grey Classique legend back to third last. Mask Crusader up the inside of the Inferno. So Nature Strip rolls on with the job. Three quarters a length in front. Wild Ruler surges up on the outside going to second in front of Home Affairs. They're followed then by Eduardo fourth. Then Lost and running from Guitra, Libertini, Embracer, then trekking, Classic Legend being nudged along a bit from Mask Crusader, and the Inferno's last as they come up the rise now, and Nature Strip in front by a length and a half to Home Affairs. Eduardo's flat out, but still chasing Nature Strip at the 300 metres, two lengths clear from his old sparring partner, Eduardo, giving chase. It's Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Classic Legend's rattling home. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going at one. Mask Crusaders jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Nature Strip from the fast finishing Mask Crusader and Eduardo. OK, Nature Strip at his third attempt in the Everett. It could have been his fourth attempt. Remember, he was picked four years ago and he, he failed in a lead-up and they withdrew him, but he ran in the next three and it hasn't been his race. The TJ's been his race. The yep. TJ Nature Strip turned up. The real Nature Strip turned up. Oh, well, it's just uh, but the confidence in the camp to say that they've had him right all spring. Uh, you had to believe. Well, you could see. <clears throat> you could see he was a completely different yeah. horse. I think... Give Waller, Chris Waller a few different a few goes at something and he gets it right. And that's <laughs> yeah. what he did this spring. And he figured out that he needed to be super fit and forward in condition for that first up run and he needed to be on the ball and there was no... You know, remember he had the allergies last year as yeah. well. His coat was a little bit backwards. And I think that Chris has just trained him to the absolute minute. And I stood with Charlie Duckworth yesterday and he said take away you know all the glitz and glamour this horse deserves to win the Everest and I just really hope he does do it today and that was what we were you know what he was really hoping for Nature Strip and I think that's what most people were hoping with Nature Strip because he he is the best sprinter in the land and he did deserve to win the best sprint race in the land. You've spoken about this before the autumn Nature Strip comes back off a shorter break and is fitter yes whereas the longer break into the spring 
doesn't necessarily help him. No, I don't think so. I think that he is a big horse. You can see he's a giant. He carries a lot of condition. And I think that every single run that he puts up, he puts 120% into it. So if you're a little bit underdone, it can lead you a little bit flat for your next run. And sometimes if something goes wrong in a preparation, there's no room to move. So Chris is just, he's a master. There's, you can't, it's exactly what James says after the post race. He just gets it right. He just knows how to, how to get his horses to peak on the right day. And that's a product of what happened yesterday. And the longevity. Yes. In all of these great horses, the longevity of Winx, the longevity of Very Elegant, the longevity of Nature Strip, they keep turning up. They're not one-hit wonders. They're not one-season wonders. He's got it in the back of his head. This horse is going to be around for as, as long as we keep him happy and sound. Yeah, mm. and that's exactly how he has been so successful because he just does it, doesn't just do it with the Nature Strip and the Winx. He does it with the Yonkers and he does it with the um, other horses that mm. he trains that, you know, that I can't think of quite at the moment, like a Colding, you know, they just are around for a long time and they have longevity. And yeah, it's amazing that this horse is now, I think it's very fitting that he's been able to win this race because it's the one race that has eluded him. Look at that shot. I haven't yeah. seen that that's shot. beauty, isn't it? Is that, is that, that's not the chopper, that's a drone, is it? Oh, the wind, the wind. The, okay, the, they're telling me the wind made the chopper change course. Yeah. So that, that's a, a different. May, maybe we've found <laughs> the way to use the chopper from now on because yeah. that gives you so much more. This, this shot, that shot shows you how Nature Strip, he does, even though he had that barrier extension, he does jump that touch slow still and he just takes a little bit of time to amble and find his spot. I think that barrier extension, I'm glad you brought that up, it was a masterstroke because this horse has always been a bit touchy at the start. You give a big horse like him a little, a few more inches to, to move and get, get, get his rhythm to jump out of the barrier. He can be worse out of the barriers than that and takes him time to muster. And that shot shows you the Mask Crusader situation there as well. Wow, doesn't uh, it? That's just him, you know. Uh, I thought it was a masterful ride by Berry after what happened at the start with him, which does every time now. Um, uh, it would have been one of, the, uh, uh, one of the great Everest rides if he gets home. He just bursts through the middle there late. But you know what you're going to get with Mars Crusader? He was a beautifully prepared horse yesterday. Um, he, he misses the start, we know that. And then it wasn't that easy to make ground from out wide on the day. So I think Barry may have been watching the replays and knew he had to work, into the, work his way through, which he did. And... He just ran out of time, simply as the slow start, which is part of his makeup. I think most people were shocked when Eduardo didn't lead, but he did have nature strips back and he was he given was, every opportunity to run 1200 right out. I did chat to Nash afterwards and he said, oh, I sort of, you know, I didn't want to gas him for the 1200 metres. I think if you don't have home affairs in the race, he has a perfect run and it would have been a very good tussle between him and Nature Strip. But the reality is if you've got chinks in your armour and you can't overcome a horse up your inside or you, you can't run a strong 1,200 metres or you're a little bit suspect, then that's the way you've got to ride him. Yep, uh, no, no issues with the ride on him. Classic Legend was amazing, I thought. He, he lost the speed of the race being first up and I thought, oh, he's out of business. But he, he really, for one stride there, you thought he was going to rush down the middle there, but it was just lack of a run. So I thought he, he ran really, really well and lost in running. Well, he, he was great running fourth. Yeah, he definitely had improved each run. Yeah. They're saying he's going to be hard to beat in the Everest next year. What's your opinion? Well, I, I, I wish I was running the book on the Everest. I think uh, 
Glen Munsey said they put their market up straight after the race and they, they took a thousand on Art Cadeau, they took uh, <laughs> two, two thousand on Lost and Running. Someone's you know, had a good win yeah. on the day, I yeah. win the Everest next year. So yeah. they're off and running with the book yeah. next yeah, year. Yeah, with the book um, next they year. backed um, a big parade. <laughs> big parade, yes, a couple right. of thousand on well, big parade. I did hear that there was rumours he was actually going to be potentially go into the Everest. There was talks behind the scenes, so but they elected to go to the Sydney Stakes. So mm. watch this space, you never know. Yeah. Be interesting to see the dealings. I just want to make a mention to uh, Classic Legend. I think it's now time, as they said, post-race, and I spoke to Karen McAvoy, for a spell and to start again. And I mm. think hopefully that will uh, enable him to come back to what he has done maybe last year, because he was, even though he ran well, I don't know whether it was lack of a run or just that, just a bit, a little bit of a tired horse because he's had a long time off the scene. He's also had a lot of problems leading into it. He hasn't trialled out well and up until his last trial. And I think that it'd be really nice to see him with a break under his belt and a fresh new preparation ahead of him. Mm, I still think he went very, very well considering his position and where he had to come in the run. But that's not as good as he can go. Oh, well, you know, it's very hard to go as good as he can go. Uh, after well, such a nature break. stripped it. <laughs> yeah, but he'd had that's a, why he'd, he'd had a grounding for the race. But that's why he needs a break. That's what my, yeah. I'm trying to say. He needs a break, and he needs to have a break and be prepped up, and I think that's the get plan, him back anyway. to his to his absolute best. Mm. We only need look at the uh, T.J. Smith from the autumn, the trifecta, exactly the same again. One, two, three. Would you believe that? It's amazing, isn't it? They, exactly the same trifecta, and uh, yeah, look, um, Chris will just. I don't know what he does with him now. He'll just he's going, going to Melbourne, apparently. Going to he Melbourne. goes through that routine yeah. again. He explains it in the interview that um, there was only one owner there yesterday who's based in Sydney, Jack Van Duren. Uh, the rest of the owners are based in Melbourne and they haven't been able to see him for some time and uh, I think it's their chance to, to see him live. Hmm. Let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller. I hope we can hear this because there was a lot of noise. Chris Waller and James McDonald. Yeah, getting a little bit emotional for a change. <laughs> so, um, just a great, a great race. It's just captured the imagination of so many people inside racing and out. And um, what better way to get out of COVID than have a race day? Did you feel it today with the crowd back and preparing a horse that you so love? Uh, not until now. Yeah, I could feel it was a little bit different, obviously. Um, but yeah, when he crossed the line and. Uh, yeah, that it certainly hit home that it's a big race that's taking over Australia and the importance of new ideas and making sure racing's portrayed in the right way. Here he comes back. We talk about this horse so much. How did you get him ready for today? Um, just didn't panic, really. So we kept it pretty simple. We obviously started later with him and uh, yeah, just let him do the rest. I don't think I've seen James overcome with so much emotion. He's so close to this horse, isn't he? Yeah, we all are. My team, my, my team at home. Uh, not just with Nature's Trip, but the whole team and Stuart who rides and work and Gary, who's strapping him today because Stuart can't be here, and <laughs> just a, a great story, and that's what our team's about. We just work away and win some big races. 
And, and so much pressure to get him right for one race on one day. You've had 12 months to do it because you, you had unfinished business with him in the Everest. Yep. He can win TJs. Yeah, well, he's... He got the highest rating sprinter in the world for a reason and that gave me some confidence. <laughs> he's probably justified it today. Is he one of your favourites? There'll only be one of her, but is he one of your favourites? He's right up there, that's for sure. For sure. And he earns a break now? Um, break for three weeks, probably goes to Melbourne for the for the Darley Sprint. That was always the plan, and the owners in Melbourne haven't had a chance to see him. No one's had a chance to see him. I think Jack's here today. He's one of the owners, but the rest of them haven't been able to hear, so it's probably only fair we take him down to Melbourne and hope the situation improves down in Melbourne. I've never woken up in the morning and been so confident when a runner, even though he's just got there, I've been... Um, the man who trains it is just an absolute master. I don't, I don't know what he does. He's just a freak of a trainer and the horse is a star. And I knew we'd see something really good today and his build-up's been so good and everyone's wiping off because he's running three times in it and hasn't done any good. But been different this time around and he's seen amazing. He's just a star. The horse gives us all and so yeah. <laughs> Just a crowd as well, just being here, and this horse really—he deserved this Everest. This is ah. this was his race to win. It's the only one that's been eluding him, basically. Um, he's been a consistent performer all the way through, and I think they hit it, the nail on the head early on the week, which was that his last six runs—he's been thereabouts. He's a—he's a grand final performer. And that's what his trainer is, that's what the horse is, and he's done it today. And that's what his jockey is. Just, uh, uh, you get, you win a lot of races, but how special is it uh, to win this one? I, I, I've, ever since it's been going, I've dreamt about it, and I had goosebumps thinking about it last night, because I, I, I truly believed that this was my, my, my time to shine in terms of the horse's time to shine. I thought, everything's just too good to be true at the moment. The rain was dropping from the sky. <laughs> when the track came up a soft five, I was thinking, oh, okay. But he's just so adaptable. That's why he's the best sprinter in the world. I was watching you walking around previous to the race in the parade ring, and he had this big loop oh, in your rain, and he was ambling around. Were you nervous then? Nah, that's the that's weird thing about it. I've been nervous on him before, but I wasn't today. And I wasn't when, when he won the Moya one year. So um, he's, just a, he's just a star. And I, it's a, I think I would have been more nervous if he drew in because I would have had things to sort out. And when Mask Crusader and Eduardo were coming uh, at you, did you feel you were not worried about it at all? Did, no, were was, you on your, you were... I was sick. <laughs> I was physically <laughs> ill cantering past the post, but um, I, just, I just prayed and hoped he, was, he got there and thank God we had enough left in the tank. But he was out on his feet a furlong from home and he showed grit and determination. He should have been on SAS. And you know what? This is so special to have these crowds here to yeah. experience such a great horse and a great and ride. And a great race. Congratulations. Thank well you. done. Means a lot. Thanks. He wanted to tell you the story, Lizzie, didn't he? Yeah. He was, he was ready to talk. He wanted to get it all out. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, he just was soaking it all up. And well, I, I know we often say, oh, you know, he's got a special relationship with certain horses, but very elegant and nature strip would have to be the two that really stand out to me, the relationship that he's got with them, but especially nature strip because he's such an enigma. Like one day he's great, the next day he's not. And I think that's, it's been a task trying to work him out. But yeah, he loved it. He was, he was, um, they were all up 
and about. They were loving the crowd and it really made me realise how much they draw off of the mm. energy. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Parr, he was bouncing around yeah. on the spot. <laughs> then we had um, Nash is probably, he's the same. <laughs> he doesn't really change much. <laughs> he's, he's quite a mild-mannered man. But yeah, James was absolutely loving it. And well, Tommy, he was he was off the charts. <laughs> yes, he was. Well, he was off the charts from age five. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jack Van Duren, as I mentioned, he's, uh, I think he's the only uh, Sydney owner, Sydney-based owner of Nature Strip. And uh, I, I met Jack when he came with us to the top of Sydney Tower to draw the barrier. Mm. Uh, and uh, he's enjoyed the ride. He's been the only one who gets to see Nature Strip live. Jared Middleton on seven caught up with Jack after the race. Most exciting time of my life. <coughs> Pardon me, when coming up the straight, I knew we could do it. We looked like the strongest horse there, but then you always doubt the horse. The last 50 metres, you think someone is going to grab us. Look, congratulations to uh, James McDonald, fantastic ride. Chris Waller, fantastic trainer. And as my mate in Melbourne said, Rod Lyons, the syndicate manager, Pardon me. We've got the best trainer, the fastest horse in the world, and the best jockey in the world. What can go wrong? Lap up this crowd. How good is it? You've just won the $15 million Tab Everest. Well done, Jack. How excited is that? I'm absolutely stoked. A fantastic crowd as well. All my family are here today. What more do you want? How good is that? Oh, my goodness. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Roddy, well, nothing. When, he was right. I know, but when Roddy trots that line out, I know. things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> things go well, he, wrong. The difference is he said it after the race. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I remember we were doing an outside broadcast. Oh, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. No, go on. Tell a story. It was a Doncaster hotel. I thought, this is beautiful. It was the Kosciuszko. The Kosciuszko show. It never got to air. <laughs> and, uh, well, the Telstra blew up or something. I don't know. And I said, before, five minutes before, they said, what could go wrong? What a, lo <laughs> what a lovely setting here. The show never went to air. He's never allowed to one of those words no, again. Never. Uh, let's go and hear from Nash on Eduardo. Oh, I just sensed after we went 100 metres, if I, uh, if I got into that speed duel with Nature Strip today, I was going to be, well, I was going to guess my bloke and probably guess, guess the both of us. And look, I got into a beautiful position and sort of come off his back. And I'll be honest with you, the 200, I thought I was the winner. Um, full credit to the winner and um, obviously Tommy's horse was just able to finish, you know, so I, I, I think I did the right thing taking the seat. It was only going to set it up for the, something to, for him to get home over the top of us, but look, he's, he's so tough and uh, I was very proud of him. And now Nash copped a suspension. He did cop a suspension, but he also um, was spoken to about his ride and they questioned why, what tactics were you going to adopt? And exactly what he said in that interview, he just said he didn't want to get in a speed duel with Nature Strip. He elected to, his only uh, thinking was that he was going to take an on-pace position. So that's where he elected to go. So they just questioned him about that. Um, he got a whip ban. So he got two weeks and a $20,000 a $20, fine. Okay. Uh, John O'Shea, lost and running. To only um, be his 10th start, you know, it's a lovely seasoning for him to come back next year and a more season conveyance and hopefully go that little bit better. So we're very excited, very proud of the horse, very proud of the connections and uh, the team at home that prepared him. Well, if you thought uh, the last 12 months was hectic, wait until this next 12 months because there's so much to look forward to. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, we can start planning hopefully straight away and uh, hopefully be here in 12 months' time. Uh, now, um, 
John O'Shea with Lost and Running. I think the two five-year-olds, the Mask Crusader and Lost and Running, mm. they, they've got to be focused on this race 12 months' time. Oh, they have to. He really improved, improved there, Lost and Running. He overachieved them. Great to see John filling his KPIs there. Filled them beautifully. He won the last. Um, uh, the tab would have filled their KPIs. Definitely. Yui won the last for John, filled his KPIs. We're still working on ours. We haven't got any. <laughs> but we haven't got any. Nice to you see everyone fill filling yours. their KPIs. <laughs> what is KPIs? Um, you should know. Someone, key performance indicators. Someone. Oh, oh. <laughs> key performance indicator. Geetra. Very disappointing. Jason Collett said he had a perfect run, and when asked, he just didn't find. He was really disappointed, and he was one out of five lame. Um, Gordon Richards, uh, he just said that he, there would be a veterinary clearance before Guitra was to race again, um, but they, the only thing they found was that he was one out of five lame. So, you know, a lot of these horses can be that, that slightly off, so it would be yeah. interesting to see where he goes to from now. The Moya trifecta of Wild Ruler, the Inferno and Trekking. Uh, yep, uh, you know, time on a group one race. This is just a little, little handicap, a little wait for age race. And... <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> It just shows you the strength. It didn't show yeah, it. so it just Wild, shows Rule, Wild Ruler, the comments were from Tim Clark. He had a bit of work to do early, was found wanting late. The Inferno, we followed Classic Legend. We travelled really nicely, got into the, a nice rhythm, rhythm. When the pressure came on, he just dropped the bridle for me. They aren't making a huge amount of ground today. I thought he was honest. Mm. All right. Um, Sweet Caroline. Where did that come from? I don't know. Well, it coming out of the, it was coming out of nowhere, but it was pretty loud, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. After the race... They turned the music up and the crowd started singing this song. It, it, it was obviously planned by the club. It was quite loud. The crowd loved it. If loved you're going to have it. a sing-along, that's the song. I yeah, thought it word. was a masterstroke by the ATC. A masterstroke. Well, we had King in the Mountain or something one year, didn't we, or something? Or... Well, that might have been for the Cosy Osco. Oh, was it? Might have been. I don't know. If you're... If you're, getting in, if you're at a sporting event yep. and Sweet Caroline comes on, yep. I don't think anyone doesn't sing the words. Yeah. I think everyone gets into it, and that's what happened yesterday. I even found myself breaking into a bit of song. Did you? Yes. Well, well, you're, but you've got practice, because after the last at Royal Ascot, yes. they, they, they have a sing-along at the bandstand, that's, don't they? That's correct, yeah. And I got into it so much yesterday, and it was sort of... something happened. Yes, now we're going to get to that later. Here's the good bits. Okay. Here's the good bits as we go to a break. Uh, this, I hope, continues as a tradition as the winner comes back after the... Uh, Tab Everest.
same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd reach ya? Who'd have thought they'd reach ya? Vinnie Barbarino was there, Mr. Uh, Cutter. There were some normal people there. There were some normal people <laughs> there. They had a great time. Welcome back. It really was a welcome back day. And uh, this, this turned the tide, this set things up for the rest of the day, the win of Art Cadell. Watch this race. Uh, it's been the best edition of the, uh, the Kosciuszko as far as the finish is concerned. And that goes for the Everest as well. Uh, the, the great clash right to the line between Handle the Truth an art cadeau. 21, here we go. Waiting for the all clear in the gates. Gates are back now, and the big field are off, and ice in Vancouver is sealed up out of the gates and is going to lead rather comfortably in the early stages. Plonka was fast into stride, showing some muster, and Nataraja is going forward, hand of the truth, right there on the inside of Art Cadeau. Then came Island Bay Boy, who's caught pretty deep. Mr. Hustle's going up the inside of Sunrise Ruby, Patino Ruby. Further back in the field to cease fire from Irish Songs. Then came ahead of his time from Spiranak, and Edit is last in a long last as the three-year-old Nataraja takes the lead, and Palmer really tries to apply the brakes now. A length and a half ice in Vancouver. Hand of the Truth getting a great run on the inside as Nataraja's wobbled around the turn and Hand of the Truth takes the lead. Under restraint at the 400 from ice in Vancouver. Art Cadeau's coming off hill starting to lengthen. Ari Song's down the outside but Nash said go on Hand of the Truth. Two lengths in front. Art Cadeau's doing the chasing. So's Ari Song's but Hand of the Truth in front of Art Cadeau chipping in now. It's I. Handle the truth. Arcado goes to him and got him. Arcado got up to win the Kosciuszko, nailing Handle the Truth. I think Spiranak third, Edit late, followed by Ari Songs, then Sunrise Ruby. Ahead of his oh, <laughs> there's no COVID here. There's no COVID here. Uh, the first horse to win the double, it hasn't, we haven't got a long history, but the first horse to win the country championships and the Kosciuszko. And it was a setup. Terry Robinson had been months in the planning. Yeah. What a, what a great clash. What a race. A, a terrific race. And the whole concept is, it makes uh, that little bit extra for Ever Tab Everest mm. Day. It does. Uh, because this horse has an aura about him. He'd never, he's never finished further back than second. He's just poked his way through there, unannounced through highway grades and just, okay, he's run another good race, he's run another good race and then he wins the championship, the country championships and then he sets him for a much bigger task here. And this horse, there's just something about him. He, he, I know he keeps saying this, he finds a way. Um, lovely ride. Tommy's got confidence in the horse and sensational, um, great family, the Robinsons, aren't they? They're, a big day for the South Coast in more ways than one. And uh, he nabs uh, a very, very brave handle the truth, I thought, 59 kilos. Barrier one, he had to be ridden out of his comfort zone. He's a back marker, but Nash did what Nash does. He doesn't give away inside draws easily. 
and he was, he was just left in front a little bit soon with that weight when the horse ran off the track there, uh, but no excuses. He was perfectly ridden and the best horse wins the race. Spiranak may have had an excuse there. She was held up, held up, held up and just only got out the last 100 metres to, to, to run, run on nicely. And he's a horse of the future edit. Um, look at him here. Uh, back last, he gets the inside run, but he's going to make a nice 1,400 metre horse. That's only his second run in Australia. And he's just a little bit sharp for him, the 1,200, I would have thought, second up. Um, yep, a, a really good spectacle. And the scenes were amazing. Irish songs run really good for a horse to just snuck into the race at the last minute as well. Yep. Two great horses, uh, two great trainers, and two master horsemen on top, Lizzie. Yeah, it was just a perfect tussle to the line. And I think when you look at a horse like Art Cadeau, and I, I always talk about preparations, and I know I'll probably bang on a lot about it, but Terry got him to win a country championships off a very ordinary preparation. He had a lot of problems going into it. This prep, all I kept hearing was, everything's going right, everything's going right. I think they were actually a little bit worried about the country championships last year because of the setbacks that he'd had, but he was able to win. And to get him back and have a trouble-free prep, but know that you're going into a, a much mm. harder task, I think they were, they were sort of keeping their cards close to their chest, and so was Tommy. But they, you could tell every time I spoke to Tommy about it, I spoke to him about it the previous week in the highway, and he was really excited mm. about this race, and he knew he had faith in the horse, and he delivered. Yeah, and spot on. No, Terry said he was much more relaxed on this day than he was on the day of the country championship, because as you've rightly pointed out, things went to plan. Went mm. to plan, exactly. And where, where does he go to? What's the next step for him now? I don't know. He's never been, I don't think he's ever been tried at a mile. This well, horse. Terry, Terry keeps saying he's, he's not a 1200 metre horse and that's why he went into this race first up. Keith made the point, I think, when Handle the Truth one, you can't win this race first up. Well, most horses can't, mm. but a certain horse can. Yes. So if he's a 1400 metre miler, which Terry thinks he can, why a Stradbroke? Could he yeah. be a Stradbroke horse? Could be a, a lightweight, you know, Doncaster Epsom type of horse, Villiers horse, you know? Well, the Villiers, we, we've got to talk about the Villiers a lot um, when the time is right. It's worth 750000 this year and the winner goes straight into the Doncaster. Why wouldn't you have a crack? Yeah. Uh, give, uh, give him his first crack at a mile there at, and give him a light. At Ranwick, he'd yep. love. And he's already, he's, well, his first run this prep, so yeah. it's a perfect prep. It's about, a mile. It's, a, it's another mountain he's going to climb. We've but, got him training. Hey, We're training again. Hey. <laughs> The Hunter, yep. thirteen hundred. Oh. The Gong, sixteen hundred. Terry, listen here. Don't worry about <laughs> keeping, don't worry about keeping him fresh, Terry. Just run him every week. We've got Art Cadeau and Apache Chase in our stable at the moment. That's right. Just look after. I'm driving the float. Uh, 1,300, the mile. Villiers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go, Terry. Excellent. Um, let's go and oh look, these the scenes, scenes were these amazing. Scenes. I couldn't hear Terry. He couldn't hear me. Uh, Tommy Berry took the horse down the straight. Michael Wood, the track manager, who hasn't been at Randwick for so long, uh, he, he said to Tommy, I, I, I wanted to know what, what possessed Tommy to go down the straight. Michael Wood went up with the clip to try and, uh, to, about to bring him back into the scale. And he said, would you mind taking him up the straight? Tommy said, you've come to the right bloke. <laughs> here it is. Only wink. It's just a wonderful feeling to be here. It's just a super horse, he's like for his owner. Owners join Mick Lil like a Mick, I, mate, you must have the greatest smile on your face now. Look, honestly, it's, it's been a, his, his passion, he's been a trainer, he's bred this horse. 
and it's just a great result for him, my staff, and just the horse and, and my family. You stood here after this horse won the country championships and you mentioned the Kosciuszko immediately. You set him for this race from that day. Yeah, I did. I, I always thought he was just, you know, his best distance, I think, is yet to come when he gets up to 14 or 1,600. Terry, listen to this. Uh, this, yeah. this, this. This isn't Winks, by the way. Yeah, this isn't Tommy. Winks, but look, Tommy. At, <laughs> look at this crowd. It's Tommy and the horse, mate. I'm just so proud of him. They go together so well. They do. Well, look, he's, Tommy's been fantastic. He's been a great friend and he's you know, just cheered me right up. Look at Tommy. He's going to make this last he is. until they come out for the Everest. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think you all of a sudden train the most popular horse in Sydney. <laughs> uh, look, I've got, I've got to get a great rap to my staff too. Like, I had a bad four, six weeks ago. My brother Anthony at AJ has ridden the horse in most of his work since, and I'm just fortunate to be able to have him come back and give me a hand, and with Tara, with Strap and Maddie. Look, and my wife and the rest of the crew at home, look, I'm, I'm so lucky. Is there any reason why you couldn't set him for this race again in 12 months? Well, look, if he hangs together and everything goes to plan, yeah, why not? Can we talk about the crowd first? <laughs> yeah, go, go for How it. How good was it? Woo! We're back at Randwick. And it's, uh, it's, it's so good to have everyone here. Um, and what a tough horse. A lot of people were querying whether Ter Terry could do it with him first up, but he knows he's blow back to front. And he had a little bit of work to do at the top of the straight. But um, as I said all, all week, we just don't know how good he is yet. He because every time we raise the bar, he keeps jumping it. So he loves to get in a bit of a battle there, and he, he beat one of those hard heads that's been running in races all campaign. So it's just so happy for Terry. He's just a champion bloke. They've got a great family. Their staff's here today, most of them. And, um, and uh, Terry's brother, he's been doing all of his track work on him while Terry's been injured, so well done to him as the, well. The confidence that you had in this horse, knowing that he'd had no problems coming into this preparation, was something that you were always going to take into this race. But that ding-dong battle in the final stages, did his fitness, did you think that there was a chance he was going to get beat or you felt strong all the way through? Yeah, he felt strong all the way through and he, he's got that attribute where he wants to lay on his rivals when he gets close to him. To, I don't know whether it's to worry him out of it or what, but... Um, you know, he's, I think, as you just said then, the perfect preparation, not a hiccup at all, and we, it was a complete opposite last preparation. So I think Terry's training performance last prep to get him to the championships was was better just because he had so many issues. But I spoke to Terry yesterday morning, and it's the first time I've spoken to him leading into a race with his horse where he just said, I couldn't have him any better. So I was pretty confident with that. And you went down to that crowd who I saw him, them lifting you over the line, and they gave you the most almighty cheer. What was that feeling like? Oh, it was incredible. And even for the horse, he's, he's usually very timid with stuff like that. But I took him, you know, to where all the crowd was, stood him in front of him, and it was a pretty good moment for him. He, he took it all in and so did I. And, and you know, it's just half of them probably didn't even back him, but they were just well, everyone's happy to be back out in the public, back at the races, and what a great feeling. Okay, it was. Uh, the New South Wales government uh, helped a lot in yesterday. They they were the ones who gave the green light to Randwick getting 10,000 people back on course. It was originally going to be five, it ended up ten. Uh, so there was a very very proud uh, racing minister there yesterday, Kevin Anderson. It's an outstanding feeling. I don't think we've seen anything like this since Winks uh, in 2019. Uh, it's quite extraordinary. People have got smiles on their faces. People are hugging. It's incredible to see what's happening here today at Randwick. And Tommy Berry really <laughs> whipped them up, didn't he? 
I can't believe it. He went back down the course and came back in along the concourse in front of the members and in front of the grass areas and, and people were cheering and they were giving high fives and it was it was euphoric. It was incredible. For racing, this makes it worthwhile, doesn't it? All the, whatever, forget about the public in general. What racing's been through to keep the show on the road, to have a crowd back today, makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, we've come through some pretty dark times and, and huge credit to the ACT, uh, to the ATC and Racing New South Wales for staying at the table and saying, OK, we've just got to keep looking at opportunities. How can we do it in a COVID-safe way under public health orders? People have got to get out. People want to get out. And today's testament. How's the uh, Everest going to outdo the Kosciuszko? <laughs> well, the Everest is supposed to be the summit, but I think the Kosciuszko is sitting on top at the moment. Yeah, it was a great clash, wasn't it? Look, it was a great clash. And handle the truth, you know, and Tommy Berry, and connections... It, they were ecstatic. It was like they'd won the lotto, which they have. And, and this is why everybody's worked so hard to get this day happening. And this is the reason why we've done it. Well, Volandis has got what he wanted. He's got a young crowd at the races. Very young. They said this race wouldn't last. Some naysayers were saying, won't last three years. Won't last three years. If it makes four, it'll be a miracle. Mm. It's here to stay. Here to stay. Everyone says, oh, 15 million, too much money. That's what's the aura about. That's what gets everyone's attention. Right. It'll be should be twenty. It pays for itself. Why not? That's right. Let's have a bit of fun. It does. The, the they're disruptive. Yeah. Oh, he wants to be disruptive, but he wants that young crowd there, and they. It's their race. They love it. Yeah. I was surprised to see that how young the crowd was yesterday, because we haven't seen anyone for such a long time. Yeah. But it was a maybe we're just getting older. Well, um, speak for yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, it, was, it was great. I can't speak highly enough yeah. of the day. I do want to make a mention just in those pictures, even though we're enjoying the atmosphere and it was wonderful to see all the, the um, winners going up the straight, there was the horses, the beaten horses were getting a little bit het up, but the ATC have, has addressed that and they are very aware of it and they're going to come up with a solution moving forward because I think we'd all love to see those horses being shown off, the winners being shown off to the crowd, but I think that it's very important to make sure we maintain the, um, you know, that the horses that are beaten are safe and they end up going back through, maybe back through the theatre of the horse. Yeah, no, just take, take them the straight down the yeah, tunnel exactly. when they come. There's, there's, there's options, but they're aware of it. I think that's what, you know, I just wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. Darren Flindell did a good job yesterday. Well, he made one mistake. One big blue. Oh, oh wow. Huge blue. One huge blue. <laughs> well, look, look, we can't... We, we have to show it. Uh, this is uh, Darren Flindell uh, post-Everest when everyone was having the time of their life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the crowd going crazy. Sweet Caroline they're playing here at Ramwick and the crowd are loving it. A lot of the unplaced horses uh, going crazy here with all the the wind, the crowd. It's like a, a football grand final. Number 10's run fourth. Lost and running officially fourth. One, six, three and ten. Oh, I think I spoiled the party there. Oh. <laughs> the music off on them. One, six, three, ten. Oh. What? I was standing there. I was standing there and I'm this is fantastic and... Broadcast, uh, number nine, and <laughs> Lost and Running's run, run four. <laughs> that was the end of the music. That was the end. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a public flogging. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a mood killer. Well, that's what it says. Here it says that that, that clip is called Flindell Killing the Music. We've got to cross it off <laughs> Killing the Mood. Exactly. <laughs> he just ruined everything. I think he realised and then, oh, what have I done? Oh, can we play it again going to a break, Bushy? <laughs> <laughs> we play it again. We don't want to make him feel bad. 
just like he made everyone yeah, else feel. He got, he got ten. He got ten races right yesterday, but that's mm. that's the most pivotal moment yeah, of the day. <laughs> oh, well, he forgot about it after the first Great Northern at the uh, Doncaster. <laughs> okay, we'll go to a break. Absolutely, uh, the crowd going crazy. Sweet Caroline, they're playing here at Ramwick, and the crowd are loving it. A lot of the unplaced horses uh, going crazy here with all the the wind. The crowd, it's like a, a football grand final. Number 10's run fourth. Lost and running officially fourth. One, six, three, and ten. Oh, I think I spoiled the party there. I turned the music off on them. One, six, three, ten. We're just down by for margins and more after the Everest here at Royal Randwick. All right, now we go to the Sydney Stakes, won by Big Parade, and it was uh, Mark Newnham and Josh Parr. He's starting to put it all together, isn't he? Yeah, more than that, I would have thought. He, I, I, I was calling him gone here uh, when he sort of got off the bit, and I thought, oh, you're not travelling like you usually do, and I thought, oh, you, he's not going to give... But he had a go. So he's on his way, this horse. Um, very likeable, what he did. He rallied. Um, he got the job done. They did get a little bit of a rest there uh, mid-race and when they sprinted they left the back markers behind. So he was good, standout was terrific considering we just wiped him, you know, wiped him you know, as no hope as soon as it's a little bit of jar out of the track. Prime candidate, uh, cosy time and good in front and old oh, mate uh, Kementari, I think the tempo was against him, he didn't run bad. Um, he finished off just nicely um, late there with Signore. You won't say a bad word about him. No, no, he, he, he ran well. Considering the way the splits of that race, I thought he did as much as he could. Yep. And Signor Fox will, well, he'll win a race as soon as he gets a dry track. He's up at the right time of year to win something decent. But a really good effort. Uh, he could well be an Everest horse next year. I love the way he's not just charging now. He, at one stage there, he was just going to charge, charge, charge. Well, you have to go back... Um, Pierrata and in her time they were both Everest yes. horses after they ran in the Sydney Stakes and then we've probably had a couple of years where it hasn't you know we've got Deprive and Trumbull who were yeah. the last winners um, well, those the first, last two. Those first two you mentioned in her time in Parada they probably should have been, been the in Everest, the Everest but I don't think in either case they could get a deal done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they were they were wanted but the deal wasn't right. Yeah I do know that as I said earlier in the show that this horse was considered mm. and I think they by the sounds of it, not going too much into detail, I think they decided the Sydney Stakes was a better option for mm. them at this stage. And that might be a masterstroke from Mark Newman because it's probably the rate he needs to... He's never won two in a row, and now he's, now he's won two in a row, and I think that that makes him much more um, consistent. Yeah. And he's done it in, in many different ways. He missed a start last time, he led the previous start, and obviously yesterday he was off the bit, and he yeah. hasn't been known to show a lot of desire. No, no. But ye yesterday I think he ticked that box. So he's, he's got to be called progressive now. He has. Like They ran 1.951 compared to 1.911, but uh, they went out, they've come home um, 34.76 in the Everest and 33.75 there. So it just tells you they did get that little rest before they sprinted up on the point of the turn. So in a real high pressure cooker situation, who knows? He, he still might find something showing, looking at his heart yesterday. Here's Mark Newnham. He's just turned into a really tough, genuine, you know, top line horse now. He's developing a really good record. Um, you know, it's his first preparation, full preparation as a gelding. And he's just doing everything consistently better. 
Um, you know, he's, his mood's a lot better. He's, he's consistent in his parades. He goes on wet and dry tracks. He's able to, you know, put himself into a position early. He showed again today that he can take a sit. Um, only worrying part was I think he switched off too much there at the corner. Josh actually gave him a cut with the stick there at about the 500 to wake him up. But it was really good to see him, you know, dig when he got challenged. So you think the best is yet to come? Oh, look, he hasn't had a lot of racing. Um, he's, he's getting better all the time. Um, and like I say, he can handle wet and dry ground. Um, he's just turned into a really good, genuine horse. What do you think about today? Oh, look, it's great to have the crowd back. I got a bit excited there myself. I give a few cheers there and a bit of a fist pump. So it's just nice to have people here and it's nice to win a good race on a nice day. Very proud. I'm, I'm so happy, as you can see. I, I'm bursting with energy at the moment. That gave me a real thrill. Obviously, first day the crowd's back, the, the atmosphere. As we spoke just earlier about the difference, it's, there's 10,000 people here. It feels like 110,000. So I'm really pleased with the horse. We, we travelled outside leader on a reasonable speed. 600 from home, he just idled slightly, come off the bit. I needed him to be ready for a turn of foot, so I actually, actually got, uh, gave him a reminder of about what was about to come, and, and he was alert for me from that point on. So uh, that, that's fantastic. Is it different feeling stepping on course at the moment in comparison to what we've had to you know, be through in the last few months? It's just this vibe that you're feeling here, and you can, you're an energy type of guy, and you can really <laughs> feel it, can't you? That's exactly right. I, I, I feed off this kind of atmosphere, and I, I must say we, we've been very fortunate to continue as a sport, but it has been very difficult without, without the, the fans, the crowd, the people here to cheer us on and support, and I appreciate them here all, t all here today. Yep, and they're on again next week. Yeah. Come back and do it again. It makes my job a lot easier when there's crowd there. <laughs> I just put the microphone in front of them and off they go. Right they are go. so excited. Everyone couldn't get over the how, how, how different it was and I don't think everyone expected how they would feel. Well, we thought 10,000 people. It's, yeah. I didn't think it was going to have that type of atmosphere. Mm. I just thought it would be... A quarter of the well, atmosphere. We, well, the, the time... <laughs> As you guys will attest, when the Everest was amazing, was at the, the probably the first year. Yeah. I mean, and it backed it up the second year, but the first year when there was forty thousand yeah. people on course, yeah. I felt like that was exactly the same. Yes, there were ten thousand. Correct. You won't get a ticket next year. No. <laughs> no, you try and get a ticket next yeah. year. Yeah. Start asking now. <laughs> I thought you meant I was weren't going to be there next no. year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that. Mean. So what do you know? <laughs> Well, the way you're getting around that bling yesterday, I've never seen so many diamonds on it. I thought you've got an upgrade somewhere along the line there. Anyway. Is she, uh, what's that word? Uh, the prof no, what, um, what's the, what were the Instagrammers and oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the... Influencers. Influencers. <laughs> he wants to be an influencer. Yeah. He's jealous. I'm very jealous. You want to be an influencer. I'm happy with a pair of cufflings if you've got a jewelry toe, you know, like, anyway. We'll get on to Target. Uh, think it over. Hasn't Kerry Parker done just a wonderful job with this horse and the horse is helping Kerry Parker as well. Uh, look, we're talking about Terry Robinson and this is another trainer that just goes about his job, terrific bloke, nothing phases him, Kerry Parker and he's always had a nice horse in the stable but this is a beauty and haven't they picked their mark beautifully with him and uh, they said no, 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 we don't, we, we don't want to be you know, going down there chasing Cox plates, there's some lovely pickings here for a good horse and a good horse he is. And we're a little bit, well, I was a little bit worried about him on wet tracks, but he, he got the drying track and look at him go. He's just 
resisted temptation and just picked his mark, Kerry. And you know, if he wants to go to them and get an extra million, he'll have to carry a bit of weight in the Rose Hill yeah. Cup. So they decided not to go to Melbourne for the Cox Plate, which was originally the, the plan, to stay here for the Craven Plate worth 750000 and the Rose Hill Gold Cup on Golden Eagle Day worth 750000 If he can win that race again, the Rose Hill Gold Cup, a million dollar bonus jumps in. Yep, and he wins the Chelmsman along the way as well. And the Hill. Yes, exactly. So he's, uh, he's done a great job and he's still... He's still looking well, isn't he? Looks amazing. Couldn't look any better. He's, I hate tipping really short horses, mm. but you couldn't go past him mm. yesterday. I, I was interested uh, what you thought of the tactics of this race. Obviously, it was going to be between shared ambition and, and think it over. And it looked as though James was serving it up to Nash right from the start. Well, Tommy wrote a great race on Lions Roar. He said, no, I'm not going to hand up. We're in a contest here. This is not a barrier trial like last time, where those horses just went three-quarter place, three-quarter place, and just quickened up, and the, the things out the back just got left for dead. They still went slow here, but I could see uh, the toing and froing from McDonald to Nash saying, no, no, I'm, I'm happy to sit outside, Tommy, here. I'll slow it up, and when you kick up, I'll kick up, and I'll just have a little game with you, make you see if I can make you do it a little bit tough. Hmm. But... It, it did. It didn't work. It, he knew he had confidence in his, in his horse, Nash, and, and uh, he was just too good. Yeah, it was, was a great race too, to watch. It was. It was more tactical than last time, yeah. put it that way. There's a race for Skylab if he finds a wet track. There's a Lions Raw slowly improved this preparation, and Bargain just wants a mare's race. At, and a wet track. And a wet track. Hmm. Here's uh, Kerry Parker and Nash Rewilla. Well, that was a lot more enjoyable than the last one, that's for sure. <laughs> Is he getting yeah. better? Uh, yeah, I think he's holding his own, you know, I think we've sort of reached the top now, which is pretty good, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, I think Nash was able to sort of just get him out of the wind there for a little bit, I think that helped, and uh, just a, a different race tempo than sitting outside the lead. Yes, it wasn't looking pretty there early, but there were no panic stations? No, never, you know, he, he showed what he could sort of do last start, where, where he really had to knuckle down and chase, and today it was, it was a pretty easy watch really yeah. at the end of the day. He's looking more stylish if I can put it that way. Yeah definitely he's more a furnished racehorse now you know he's improved he's enjoying it as much as we are there's no doubt about it you know um, but this is a big wrap to my staff I've been a little bit understaffed and working hard lately and uh, you know to Nathan and all the guys at home they've been doing plenty of work so absolutely wrap for him to see this win. Full credit to my bloke he's a good horse you know he's uh, it got to the point where I, I just had to uh, say to myself, look, I'm in a lovely rhythm, I'll, I'll keep it, and uh, rely on my horse's, my horse's ability to do the rest, and that's exactly what he did today, it was, it was awesome. And Kerry's just got him turned out in such great order, he just looks absolutely magnificent, doesn't he? Yeah, he has, he, look, he's done a wonderful job with him, and, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, what's alluded us this time in, it's been a group one, but, um, He's going to gain a lot of confidence out of this preparation and it just sets him up beautifully for the autumn to really, you know, attack a good race. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's, oh, apart from a bit of a scare there before the race, I don't know whether you saw it or not. No, I didn't. What happened? Oh, he's cantering down here beautifully and ended up on the outside fence with me nearly hanging around his neck because um, when that horse was playing up with the two ponies. But, yeah, it just shows you've got to be on the job all the time and um, thankfully he was on the job when we got out there. Yep.
He was on the job. Let's go to the St. Ledger now, 2,600 metres. And a warning, a Victoria Derby winner got the job done, beating Luncey's. Yeah, the, this was all about the ride. Uh, this was all about Nashville Willer. I love this ride. He, he let this horse know that he's, a, he's in, a, in a horse race from, start, from the start. This warning just drops the bit and he's back eight lengths, you know, behind the second last horse sometimes. Uh, but Nash really give it to him as far as hands and heels the... Uh, the first three or four hundred metres of this race, and he found a racing position which he hasn't seen for a long time. And in fact, he wanted to even over race or do a little bit hard. Muncie's went past him. He had him, didn't yeah, he? He had he him cold, but this horse can't like stay. He lifted again as well, though, yeah, didn't he? He does. He, he, he he's a bit of a a hard horse. He he, he doesn't. You've got to make him do things. But I think in the past he's been a bit over keen in his races. So well, he's, when he's when he was younger, he's yeah. been a bit over keen. So they've. He's obviously still learning his craft a little bit, but that was I thought I thought Luncey's had him cold, mm, so and then I. he lifted again. On Tont uh, has been very tough through a few grand finals, mind you, up five kilos and very good again. And Kariff is battling away okay there, and he's been a, a real stable favourite, hasn't he? Savvy Valentino, he's run fifth and picked yeah. up another twelve and a half thousand. And he was in front after the line as well, love, so yeah. any further, he'd be it will, that will be right up his alley. Now, Greg, I have to mention, I don't often hear Ronnie cheering, <laughs> yeah, but he was he was oh, yeah. kicking this one a long way from home. Yeah, well, it's, it's money. It's, <laughs> it's called self-interest. Yes. There's no interest. And they did put up sure. 20 to 1 on exactly. Wednesday. Exactly. So yeah. well done, Ronnie. That's, mm. That was a great tip. He was talking about it since Thursday night on Formline. The only problem I had was the last time you you, you said in the in the preview on Formline, this is the perfect horse for Nash to stand over him. To yes. stand over him. Yes. The last time you said that, and I can't think of the horse, Nash got suspended. Yes. Because he overdid it. He did. Remember that? He, yes, I do. I can't think of the horse's name, but one. But it won. He, he makes a difference on the... Yes. Was it Mirage Dancer? No. It was one of... Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter now, but he's good on Move those tricks. He one. got suspended, it's all over. <laughs> I, I got paid, Nash got suspended, everyone was happy. Yeah, there's those tricky horses that need aggression. There's yeah. a bit of self-interest. They, they just lose a bit of interest in their racing, yeah. and Nash is the perfect person to stand over. Yeah. He's a great rider. Great he's rider. just a great rider. Mm. Uh, here he is. I think he really loved the 26. Pretty aggressive on Man of the Gates, and um, probably... Probably had him a little bit fired up actually on a couple of occasions, but I didn't want him sort of coming off the bridle where I was chasing from too far from home because we both would have got tired. But um, <laughs> kept him up under me and he looked he'd give a. He showed plenty of intent there over the last hundred. Okay, for those of you playing at home, the answer to our question going to the break was Desert Path, the horse that Nash was uh, suspended on after Ronnie called for someone to stand over him. Uh, let's move on to uh, Zushak. Well, Joe Pride, he, uh, he started the day really well. He had to wait all day then for Eduardo and the Everest, who, who ran very well for him. But this was the opener on Everest Day and Zushak with a... A million owners in the My Runners colours. Yeah, and there was never a moment's worry. He, he owned the race from the front. He settled beautifully. Nash again. Uh, just let him roll enough to be left alone in front here. First try at 1400. He did a good job. Another tried horse for, for Joe Pride. We keep talking about He does wonderful things with them. A nice little freshen up run from Zing there. Canyon Hero, he's going really well, that horse. 
he has had a few excuses there uh, as well. Uh, Bowery Breeze battled on okay. Ventura Ocean, Ventura Ocean didn't just didn't settle. He refuses to settle that horse, and he didn't yesterday. And unfortunately, I think Calicut bled there yes, from both nostrils, right. didn't it? Mm. All right, let's uh, go and hear from Joe Pride, and again, natural weather. Great to be back here. So um, that's the way we sort of wanted to start the day. We've got a long wait until the Everest, but um, horse was leaving home at one o'clock and uh, we'll have plenty to do just looking after him. Okay, you saddle up two today. It's a great start. You haven't had this horse long. No, that's his third run for the stable. I thought the first run was excellent and the second run was full of merit too. Nash was adamant that he wanted to stick with this horse. Um, after his last run, he told me the run was a lot better than it looked. He said, just get him out the 1,400 metres. So um, you wouldn't want anyone else other than Nash on that last furlong either. He, uh, he, he didn't miss him. He's still a bit naughty in the game. Barrier 10 I had him with him, done a terrific job and got him to sort of uh, put all four feet on the ground before we jumped there and um, I was pretty confident once he got into that rhythm he was going to be terribly hard to beat today. It was probably, all jokes aside, nearly a tragedy beating at Warwick Farm. He just never had any luck at all and um, I just felt going, if he went to seven furlongs he could get his own way and give a good turn of foot and look he, he was tired late but when I needed him the last 50 years there for me. Bjorn Baker loves this country. Why he? not? He's taken all our money. Uh, here he is uh, with Soldier of Love winning uh, race number two on the program. Yeah, I'm, uh, just a tough horse. Um, he's a great advert for, for racing. Bjorn, isn't he changing the subject? Oh, wonderful. And <laughs> I wish we had the vision of him jumping up and down saying, go soldier, go soldier, because it's... It rings in my ear every time I every time I see this horse. He cheers them home. He gets really involved. He's Bjorn's a great advocate also for his staff. He always has his staff around him. He's got a really big team. Well, not a big team, a small team, but they're always around him and they enjoy every single win. And this was a great run from Soldier of Love and a great run from his other horse, Kiss the Bride. Yeah, my word. And High Supremacy had his chance. A little slow in the stride, but he burst through at the right time. Maybe 1,300 a mile with blinkers on. He still might have. Uh, uh, might be better at the mile now, next time that he's had a run at the miles, I would think. All right, here's Bjorn and Rachel King. Oh, he's super tough. He just keeps delivering. He loves Randwick and must say it's a bit of a thrill to win with the crowds back. Great to be here. You know what I'm going to say, Greg? <laughs> Go ahead and say it, Bjorn. Oh, what a country, what a place <laughs> and what a race course, I tell you. Well, at least you can celebrate with someone from now on. Oh, I'm still in a, a very separate bubble, so we'll do the right thing, but uh, great, to, great to be back. And Lily and Richard, they've been uh, great supporters and, and this horse just keeps raising the bar and the better the odds, the better he Goes. He tries so hard and he's just a definition of tough and it's great to see him win today because Marion who looks after him has not been able to come to the races for a long time and she's finally allowed back today and this horse means the world to her. Uh, it's really important to recognise the strappers like Marion and a lot of other people who look after these horses. They haven't been able to go to the races as you said and it's just a thrill for them to be back reunited with the horses they work with every single day. Yeah definitely look they put in all the hard work at home and especially while we haven't even been allowed to go to track work um, they deserve all the credit they get and it's just really nice that she was allowed back today to enjoy him, him winning. All right, uh, and now to the highway, it's like a Kosciuszko consolation on the day, 1,100 metres. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ten Bells can run uh, 1,400 metres that they wouldn't have a crack at the country championships when they come back in the autumn. Why not? She, she's a beautiful man. She was one of the best presented horses all day, and Lizzie obviously found her in the yard. Um, I just, I, I like her. I think she's, what she's done before the freshen up, 
I think she overachieved. She'd been caught wide and didn't have any breaks. They made their own luck when it going forward, Jason, yesterday, and she's, she holds off the challenges and holds them off well. Second and third were wide, no cover, did a good job. Street power and blow dart, only a three-year-old with the more maturity to come. Head start had his chance. I'd probably like to see him at 12, 1400 metres now. And those, uh, the two casinos want further, Casino Kid and Casino Lord. They were both pretty good. Yep. Mm. Uh, now, Fiona Collins is uh, Scott, uh, the trainer's uh, sister-in-law. She was there and also Jason Collett. She's a wonderful mare and I'm sure Scott and Deborah and Melissa are pretty excited at home. She's so, so gutsy. gutsy. She was in front a long way from home there, but they weren't going to run her down. Yeah, no, Scott sort of said he wanted to ride her a little bit closer. Maybe not as close as she was, but it's worked out and she's won one brilliantly. She's a highway grade now. I'd be shocked if Scott didn't think she could run maybe 1,400 and have a crack at the country championships in the autumn now. Yeah, well, it's, it's something that they'll all sit down and have a look at. You know, it's... He'll just take her home, look after her and, and keep going through the grade. Scott sort of passed on the message uh, that she was probably on the fresher side and probably expected her to race, you know, touch closer. When she settled outside lead and tempo wasn't over the quick I thought well beautiful I'll, I'll just bring the tempo off even a bit more and make it a, to suit us on speed. It was nice uh, the way that she adapts to each one of her races she's, even though she's a fiery customer she still seems to behave herself and do what you want her to do. Yeah like you would have seen her in the birdcage and she was bouncing around and she wasn't sweating up it's even though it's windy there's a fair bit happening obviously with the crowd today which like, I don't she think she would have experienced in her short career but Looks, by the time she got behind this gate, she, she'd handled it well enough. Uh, the Reginald Allen quality listed for three-year-old Phillies fangirl went from a golden maiden to a listed success on a big day. Yep, the typical, the next wave of, you know, three-year-old Phillies from the Wallace stable just being handled and nurtured through the classes. And this is one. Um, she might be a prospect for the autumn. I don't know if he's got a, another little spring target for her or a carbine club or something. I don't know um, what's left for her. But her stable mate may have been a little unlucky here, Roots. Oh, I should think have, she was. Yeah, she got held up. If she had got a uninterrupted run, oh. I'm, but what about from here on? Yeah, where she the looks other thing like was very strong there. She she didn't. She did run. She actually ran quicker time at Goulburn. Uh, Roots did to Fangirl mm. on the same day. So yeah. but look, I think there's the two. You want to take both two home. Yeah, they're both. Very nice. There's room ladies. on the float for both of them. Yeah. Both of them. They can join Apache Chase yep. and think it over. De Decent rain didn't have a lot of luck there getting clear either, just looking at that head on again. But nice filly. Nice nice fillies, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, the future looks okay. We'll have another look at this. So just we'll have another look at the Sangster colours here. Um, just runs up behind them where it Roots has come through and takes Ooh, her run. going for a run. Yes, takes her run, and then she gets the run, and the other filly gets held up. So maybe we can make a little excuse for her as well. But the winners, sometimes you, you try and look into a race too much. You've got to look at the winner. She was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here is uh, here's Chris Waller. Yeah, very exciting as is today. It's just great to see, look back and see all the people in the stand and what an amazing job the industry's done. And, 
we've got some good leaders and yeah I'm certainly proud to be training horses like Fangirl. We've missed them haven't we? We sure have um, yeah it's been still still been a great show but um, yeah having people and just getting back to some freedom everybody's done it tough everyone's got their own stories to tell we all know them but um, yep yeah, racing's done us proud. I think she might be in front of a few more big crowds, fangirl, as her career goes on. Yeah, looks that way. She's got the right name as well. So, yeah, she's really started to emerge over the past few weeks and um, it was exciting to see her burst through the pack. Got a little bit lost when she hit the front and um, I think the second horse deserves a bit of merit as well. Yeah, it's, Roots has a future for sure. Sure does, yeah. It'll be interesting where these types of fillies end up in the autumn. Um, they're the second-tier horses, as I would call them. But with six months on them, you'll really see them emerge and hopefully they're running in the big races in autumn. She's obviously a beautiful filly. Um, Chris, as he does all the time, just didn't throw in the deep end, had the chance to, but found a nice little race here over seven furlongs and and uh, built, built a nice built a nice confidence base for her because she's got some big targets in, in mind and I'm sure whatever she does this preparation, next prep will be her friend. You said it got a little bit messy there, just talk us through it. I wasn't really comfortable where I was. I was, um, I was cursing myself. Really, it was, it was just muddly run, and um, I, I think um, she. I was lucky. I was on a good horse to get out of it. Were you with the crowds here now? Does it give you a different type of feeling now at the races? You seem to be a bit more up and about, actually. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good to hear everyone over the fence. Obviously, when you get beat on a favourite like the start before, they give it to you, and then everyone's friend again. So, good feeling. Have everyone back and. Um, It'll be um, a good entree for the big one. Entree for the big one. He had no idea what was coming up. <laughs> well, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Uh, now, the last of the day, um, promise of success. Gee, the undercard on this big day, there's a few future stars. It was not so much stars yet. There's a lot of potential there. Well, arguably, um, probably one of the runs of the day, considering... She's the only one that over, um, beat the pattern of charging down the middle and finishing off. I know it's late in the day and maybe a little bit choppy inside, but nice filly. Uh, those colours has had a couple of good weeks, I can tell you that much. Yeah, Minaj. Yeah, and we've had a, a few other winners as well. That wasn't easy. Mm. Was, the more you look at it, that's, that's really good to the eye. She, mm. you know, she just found that real hard track at the Kensington too hard to make up ground there. I love the fact that she's on a big track. She's... <laughs> Every time I keep seeing her at the Kensington track, mm. I just think, oh, I'd love to see her on a bigger track, and that showed think, yesterday. Do you think the Victorians will see her coming in a race on Cup Day they, they, they won't. They won't even know she exists. <laughs> if you keep your mouth shut, <laughs> <laughs> we might be six or seven to one. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop ask, tell, asking them where they're going to, Greg. I know. <laughs> Average race. There'll be no Quite form come out of it. Yeah. And yeah. I'd, 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 really? be wary, I'd be wary of the form. All favours. <laughs> Nothing to ride home to mother about. <laughs> yeah. So let's just leave that. Um, here's John O'Shea talking some nonsense after the race. Once you got on the back of equation, uh, it's going to be very interesting, you know. And we've been desperate to get her here on the big track, and uh, and a day where she can just get a toe in. And she was just so much better out the back today. She's learning her craft all the time, and she was really relaxed, and it reflected in the way she raced and executed a race plan, and. She's got so much ability and a very, very bright future for the team at Rosemont. Although she was beaten short price favourite on the Kensington track last start, oh, she, she lost no admiration from me. She, the, the race just didn't suit her. The firm track didn't suit her. And today on a bit more ease in the ground, a little bit more pressure mid-race. And 
she showed what an exciting filly she is today and uh, she's certainly up to better things. OK, not much better things, but anyway. Uh, there's promise of success. We look forward to her next start. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at this incredible win by Incentivise in the Caulfield Cup. This is some horse. This is some horse. Incentivise. He won the Caulfield Cup yesterday, treating the opposition with contempt. As big a winner in a Caulfield Cup as you've seen. Uh, might and power won by further, but he was might and power. What is this horse? I don't know. We've seen him. We've seen him in Brisbane. We said we knew he was good. But how good is he? We haven't hit the bottom of him yet. How, how many times do we go, well, I wrote the Caulfield Cup's been run, let's, have, have, let's get into it and yeah. replay it 50 times and find our Melbourne Cup horse. Forget about it. Two fifty in the Melbourne Cup. $2.50. To think he was still a maiden in May or something, and all of a sudden there's a chance he could carry 58 kilos in a Melbourne Cup. You know, they haven't been scared to take a penalty along the way, he won the Maccabi Diva, he's won the Turnbull, and here we go. Lizzie, I'd love you to have a look at him. He went past me, I watched him down on the fence when he won the Tats Cup, he just went past and there was just daylight between him and the opposition. He just floated across the ground. You, you, you thought you were looking at a good horse and you really, you got the buzz that day. Mm. But to go on and win a Maccabi Diva, Turnbull and a Caulfield Cup in this manner, it's well, unthinkable. Think, yeah, yesterday was the most <clears throat> visually... Well, not of his Well, he won all, that 12 lengths yeah. last time. He was at a mile, mile and a half, didn't but he? But not, not, not out of, out of all I of his wins. Was, but I think this. the way the race was run and the fact that he had to take off early and that he you know, he had to utilise his staying ability, I, I just... I don't really know what to say about him. He just yeah. looks so amazing. Like, I can't... I don't think I've seen an Australian bred horse that has performed like this over a staying trip for a long time. You're right, it was 12 lengths in that Tats Cup, mm. 12 lengths. Um, Steve Tregay bred this horse and set him on his winning ways and then he sold, I think he sold half of him for big money but he still controls the, the controlling interest in the horse. The decision was made to send him down to Peter Moody and this is what he does. What about Brett Preble? Oh, well, he's a champion rider, we all know that, yeah. and he's, he, he's had a wonderful career in Hong Kong, and he's come back to Australia, and obviously he's got back into it, and he's riding work, and, mm. and he's reaping the rewards. Some of the results he's had over the past month are amazing, so, and he's found himself a real horse, which he's an expert at. Well, he's found some great horses in his time. Swings and roundabouts, we remember about the real horse, that was actually Bossy's ride. Mm, that's right. And he couldn't get down to Melbourne, so that's why he ended mm. up on it, Brett. So. And I think after watching that, he couldn't get down to the weight in the last, and he didn't ride that horse <laughs> oh, in the yeah. last race. Yeah. <laughs> he got very heavy all of a sudden. Yeah, very, very disappointing. And, and also, uh, talking about a bit Sydney form on Wednesday, we saw the Thousand Guineas taking place. Yeah, and that I was a really good performance from the from the Hawks filly. Yearning. Um, yearning. Yeah, yeah. beauty. She's a Obviously, beauty. Obviously, you know, she, uh, out of rising romance as well, who yeah. ran second in a Caulfield yep. Cup. So I think, um, you know, great to see, great to see uh, her I'm standing glad, up. I'm glad that race is back to a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think that's, that's its right spot, that it's a good meeting leading into Caulfield Cup day. Yeah. But what I, I just can't wait to see this horse in the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
Now, next week, we've got the invitation, brand new $2 million race here in Sydney, invitation only for the fillies and mares, and uh, it's coming together. We'll know the field by Tuesday. And uh, the Bondi Stakes, the Brian Crowley. So hopefully that crowd that was out there, or even people watching and didn't get a ticket, will want to turn up for the next few race meetings at Randwick because we've got a busy schedule coming up leading into the Golden Eagle and beyond to the Hunter and the Gong. Yeah, yes. that's going to be huge. Yep. It's going to be Before huge. It. Look, it's, it's hard to top yesterday, but people have got a taste of wanting to get out and, yeah. and it gives them an opportunity. Um, some some great scenes yesterday and maybe we can play off with a bit of Darren. And oh, can we play Darren one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Bushy? <laughs> Just to the break. There's no Darren break. Flindell, We're going. Know. Everything. The show's oh, over. that's right. <laughs> a big, uh, this is going to be a big break. <laughs> this is going to be a seven-day break before we come back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, you won yesterday, so you're happy. happy. Everyone's yeah. You happy. got a booking today? Um, I've got a, a little booking. A little booking. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty set up. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm structured yeah. up pretty well. Yeah. Home to the kids. Home to the kids. Right. Yeah. I'm going out next week. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. Darren Flindell, By the way, outstanding day of race calling yesterday from Darren. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the crowd going crazy. Sweet Caroline. They're playing here at Ramwick, and the crowd are loving it. A lot of the unplaced horses uh, going crazy here with all the the wind, the crowd. It's like a, a football grand final. Number 10's run fourth. Lost and running officially fourth. One, six, three and ten. Oh, I think I spoiled the party there. I turned the music off on them. One, six, three, ten. We're just down by for margins and more after the Everest here at Royal Randwick.